So let's pray together. Inspire us, God, by your Holy Spirit, that we might, with our own lives, bring forth a harvest of righteousness. Teach us through your word, in Jesus' name. Amen. That second reading of, uh, that Jennifer shared with us finished with those words of Jesus who's telling the, the story and says that we are only unworthy servants, we have only done our duty, is what we are to say or what the servants are to say. It's time for faith. What can Jesus be talking about? Faith and duty. That his followers were to say to their master, we are unworthy servants. We've only done our duty. What has that got to do with having faith that command that can command trees to be uprooted and planted in the sea? Well, on one level, I think it's about using the faith one has rather than becoming stuck in a dependency relationship which only ever asks for more. Yes, it's good to hunger for more, but not if one isn't employing what one has in the meantime. Real servanthood exists in servants using the resources that they have at hand and getting on with the job before them amidst the imperfection of the present moment. Looking forward, of course, in faith to the day when all will be well. Paul encourages Timothy to fan into flame that gift that he's already been given. And notice how Paul acknowledges that faith has been handed down through the generations from Timothy's grandmother Lois and thereafter his mother Eunice. Faith is passed on through families, but it's also passed on in other ways. Paul speaks of passing on or imparting a gift of faith to Timothy through the laying on of hands. But don't underestimate the times that we have within our own families to share our faith in small ways because it will have an implication for future generations, even those that we don't yet know. Paul tells Timothy that the gift he has of the Holy Spirit within him gives him power and love and self-discipline, even if suffering on account of one's faith. He says this in verse 9, Don't be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. And guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. The Holy Spirit gift to us is given to share like the gifts we share at harvest. I came across a commentary on the mustard seed of faith on the Working Picture website that argued this, that Jesus was of course pointed to quality of faith more than quantity of faith. The disciples asked for more, whereas Jesus said they only needed a tiny amount of the right kind. The commentator went on to write this, 
Jesus' outrageous example of how only a seemingly small amount of the right kind of faith is needed to do incredible things speaks to the simple truths of a gospel faith. Faith is most powerfully expressed and tangibly felt when it's keyed into an action that draws awareness of the kingdom, the commonwealth of God that is among us and within us, imminent and breaking through in the world. He gives the example of Martin Luther King describing the fear that overcame him when he began receiving death threats during the Montgomery bus boycott in the mid-1950s. And one night, after a particularly troubling phone call, Martin Luther King found himself exasperated, unable to sleep and ready to quit. While offering a humble, desperate prayer, King says that he felt felt the presence of God like never before, and he heard the word speaking to him in the depth of his soul. Stand up for righteousness. Stand up for truth. God will be at your side forever. As King noted, the outer situation remained the same, but God had given him inner calm. Oh, for just a small amount of the right kind of faith, day by day. When you think of the number of seeds that one small plant can produce, then we know that there's no shortage on the provider's part, and that there is a great potential for seeds to go everywhere and for everyone. The new creation is breaking through everywhere that seeds have been scattered. So it matters to spread the seeds of faith whenever we can. Where is it that we need to exercise even just a small amount of the right kind of faith? Is it, as it was for Martin Luther King, to help calm anxious minds? I suspect if you're like me, then that is definitely an area that requires constant attention. It seems that most of the time there's no shortage of things for us to be anxious about. Changes in the world, changes in family life, changes in the church. The news this week hit home that although the trustees of our church have made a decision earlier in the year to dispose of a building, to free up resources to make us at least appear to be more missional, The draft plan from the Presbytery is that one of our church buildings will be disposed of within two years. Now for many of us this comes as a shock or as a reason for sadness or anxiety and the trustees are going to have to decide on behalf of the congregation how to respond to this. The Kirk Session and the Congregational Board are still looking at the pros and cons of each of the three buildings we have and a visit from the building's officer of the general trustees tomorrow might help steer that decision. But let me say that even if the decision is to dispose of one of our beautiful historic buildings which has seen decades or centuries of worship, that would not mean the closing of the church in that part of our parish. It would, it would not mean the end of the church because Kirk Newton and East Calder are one church and the work of the church will continue. 
And the church will always have a presence throughout every part of our parish and beyond. Nevertheless, change can cause heartbreak, and I acknowledge that. Some of us will be angry and possibly leave the church, and it's for moments like these that we ask, what does the right kind of faith look like? And where, in the midst of change, is the kingdom breaking new ground? How can we guard the good deposit of the Spirit within from going cold and instead fan it into flame with the inner peace that knows that all will be well and all is well? Let's pray together. O Lord, we thank you that only a tiny grain is needed and yet great things can grow. Help us, Lord, with the the aid of your Spirit to know ourselves loved and led by you through all circumstances and help us to share that tiny faith in whatever ways we can at home and abroad. In Jesus' name, Amen.